Welcome to the Five Slot Mixtape. Actually, do you, do you mind if I if I try out the intro? Oh yeah, this week. Okay. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. Um, welcome to Five Inch Penis, where each week we rate and review each other's penis and talk about our progress getting to five inches. My name is Three and a Half. Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> threw off the order. <laughs> Nobody knows. Um, I'm Asian, so it's an any. Okay. <laughs> and I'm Sticky Fingers. Oh, <laughs> all right. He, he just finished. <laughs> so how how close is everybody to getting to five inches? Uh, it's looking rough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the metric system. Okay. Oh, so. okay. So, uh, how many kilometers until until you reach a gram? Oh, uh, you know, meters? like two hundred, two hundred okay. kilometers. Okay. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know the metrics. That sounds about right. <laughs> how many joules? Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So today. Yeah. So sorry. It's five songs. <laughs> I, got, I got it wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, today on the podcast, episode 41. Um, when you're hearing this, this is going to be old news. But for yeah. us, it's pretty current. <laughs> yeah. It's home. Yeah. Just happened. Just happened. Well, still like a week ago, I guess. Um, a week and a half. Still be mourn. Still mourn. It's like a week and a half ago. Um, RJ, this is your episode. Yes. Walk us through your thought process on this. So I originally had a, a different mix like that I made, just kind of themed off the rap songs and everything like that. You sound and so then old right now. Back, you know, like <laughs> th- that hip hop music. <laughs> and just playing my grandson's then, radio. Then literally, the news uh, that uh, the artist, hip hop artist, rap artist, rap god, um, cool. uh, DMX. Uh, was in a vegetative state, just got a whole bunch of medical issues. He was just like in the hospital. Then eventually the news came early that he passed away, but you know, they were like, no, he's still alive. And then like the next day they're like, oh yeah, he's dead. Yeah. So I was like, I want to do a theme just based on him. I think he actually did die that night, but they didn't want to like, they didn't want to release it before the family was able to release it. And there was a bunch of artists that like said their RIPs and whatnot. So everybody took it down. Yeah, that's what I heard. Anyways, that's word on the street. Maybe you know. they were hoping Jesus would save him. Yeah, <laughs> bring it back, Jesus. <laughs> bring it back. One more banger. We need one more banger. <laughs> um. Yeah. What is your guys's relationship with DMX? Hmm. Well, I it's. Uh, literally just these songs really like <laughs> i i don't know anything outside of these and i much like or much unlike everything else in this era i actually didn't mind his stuff that when i heard it like the the hits um there's something about him where i was like kind of interested and never took it further yeah uh but yeah i never had a cd's or anything Never had his cassettes or eight tracks or vinyls, you know. <laughs> what about you, RJ? So I, I, I think I was in my rap time around then. 
because um, some of his stuff came out like late '90s, early 2000s, and that was the prime time for Dr. Dre, Ludacris, Ja Rule, DMX, and I was all like, you know, South Pole rocking around with baggy clothes, just being like, what? Hell Thug yeah. Mansion, giant like Cisco chain. chain. Yeah, got the chain. Got some pop boo-boo. collar. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like yeah. popping my collar. Arch is like, this is for us and by <laughs> us. <laughs> Filipino clothing, brother. <laughs> so this this was in uh, the time frame of my listening to the rap genre. Do you think you peaked back then? <laughs> yeah. I peaked in high school. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's all I ever needed. Like I, I was so enlightened from there, and I'm like, I get it. I get. It. Rap now. That was your philosophical stage. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I am yeah. now one. I am now whole. Cadillac grills. Yeah. Cadillac grills. Check out the oil that my Cadillac spills. See, I was like, oh, I had my third eye at that point. I like the idea of being like a like going to a beat poetry night at a coffee yeah. shop and just doing ludicrous lyrics. <laughs> I got hoes in different yeah. area. Codes. If I had a time machine. I would want to go back in time and do those before the ludicrous was a thing and see if everyone's like, holy shit. Yeah. That's okay. what you would do with time travel. <laughs> I don't, I don't have high standards. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Giving the chance, given the chance, if that <laughs> popped into his head and he's like, yeah, I'm going to do that. Like, yeah. You can it go back and daily. stop the genocide of the Jewish people. No, I'm going to go back and become a beat. Po- I'm going to meet Jack Kerouac and tell him about ludicrous. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> Wait, who, who who did the forest by us? Fubu. Yeah. Oh, uh, was that Simmons? I think so. It's yeah. Russell Simmons or someone. <laughs> okay, no, go... no, no. It's dude from Shark Tank. Oh, oh you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Hmm. Yeah, whatever that guy's name is. Like literally, I go back in time. No, 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 no. Yeah. For us, <laughs> yeah. by us. You call it Fubu Filipino, and then in the little dash, just. RJ. That's all. That's yeah. all I'm asking for. <laughs> Filipinos only. And then I come back to like nowadays and be like, wow, I'm a billion dollars in my bank account. <laughs> they should make a Filipino Fubu. Yeah. Filipino <laughs> usually buy yeah. us. Usually buy yeah. <laughs> Man, Filipino I'm, underwear. Sh- <laughs> I remember in the Sunrise Mall because we lived down the street from it. I remember when the Echo store opened up in that mall. Do you guys remember Echo? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, I remember when that Echo Store opened up because there you had, like, you'd be able to get Fubu and Sean John there and, like, South Pole stuff. But it was a pretty big deal when that Echo Store opened up. I think so a- much baby blue clothing. Yeah. I had yeah. an Echo baby blue shirt. I also had another one that was, uh, I can't remember if the brand was called Hard Knocks. I want to say it was. It was a cool brand that was sold there, too. Lots of graffiti familiar. stuff, you know? Yeah. So. That stuff, wild style. That, yeah. that was cool, right? <laughs> that time frame, my mom's like, "No, you get Walmart stuff." So it was like the off-brand versions of that stuff, <laughs> the oh, George yeah. brand, and, and that's <laughs> the one that I got. So it's like that was me walking around, and everyone's just like, "We know that's not real stuff." I'm like, "Nah, it is." He's like, "We see the logo, we see the Walmart tag." No, it's not RJ. And I, I repped it. I think by the time Exhibit came on the scene, I think I was out on hip hop. Until recently. Yeah. I think that that's when like I took more, my hiatus. Yeah. Is when yeah. Exhibit, and I want to say 50 Cent, came around just after Exhibit, maybe? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's when I was just like, ah, I'm good. Uh, Exhibit was first because he was with the whole Dr. Dre thing, and then 50 Cent got on with the Eminem once Eminem's on his height. You know, as soon as Eminem came out, that's when I gave up on it. <laughs> yep. As soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, this is what we're doing now? Cool. <laughs> I'll listen to corn and be happy I with corn. Music was so bad during that time. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you had Eminem, corn, you had Kid Rock. Um, you just hold had... on, hold on, hold on. And Limp Biscuit. Just saying, just throwing that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just so well, bad. But then we had Slipknot too, you know? So that was it's all bad. You got the good, you got the bad. <laughs> hey. Corey Taylor? Corey Taylor, yeah. Corey Taylor said once they lose the mask, they're not making music anymore. And they took off their mask. I think they perform now without their mask. Yeah, sometimes on. they Well, he does. <laughs> but <I think laughs> he's the only one that just doesn't wear yeah. a mask. He's got still a fucking twisted clown with nails in his head, <laughs> banging, a, banging a beer keg. Do, you, do they make him sit on the other side? They're like, we don't socialize yeah, with him. He's, he's just wearing a, He's a masker. Yeah, he's just wearing a polo shirt. He's got this fucking clown behind him. Yeah, I want to say, like, 2001, 2002 is probably when I just checked out of modern music and went backwards until, like, really emo came on the scene. Can I was going to do this as a mix, but I'm not going to do it anymore, so I'm going to ruin it for everybody. Ruin it. So, literally, I was going into a prior approach to this. I was going to try to do, like, a uh, ludicrous kind of, right? Richard Pryor? No, no, not Richard Pryor. <laughs> Just five songs of stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about it. They got real lines and shit. Because <laughs> they're on Spotify. Yeah. You can yeah. they are. Yeah. Just a whole Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or are they like hours or something? Oh, four hours, yeah. yeah. Depends on what <laughs> the topic is. Just Alex Jones. And- yeah. <laughs> but like I was trying to do like a ludicrous one, and I kind of was going through all the albums, and it was just like, I'm not into ludicrous anymore, and just that style. And then I tried to go through other stuff there, and then all that stuff around that time, like I, I forgot who I was finding, but it was like Trick Daddy and Ja Rule and like Master P, Master P, Mystical, Mystical. Mystical. Yeah, yeah. It was Trick all that is. stuff. It was all the where they <laughs> like a normal conversation. They'd be like, "Look at me and check it out," and I was yeah. like, "Oh, you guys are just annoying me." And I just kept on skip, skip, skip. I'm like, I'm not finding anything from here. And I looked at the time frame, all 2001 to 2004. Yeah. yeah. It really hyphy rap too, and yeah. I was like, "That was that time frame." Yeah, Yin Yang Twins started. They made the transition from that style of rap, which I think it was like Southern rap started yeah. becoming popular. Mm-hmm. That's when they started. That kind of took the limelight for a while because there's there is good stuff around the 2000s that came out, but not in the mainstream. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and then Yin Yang Twins started doing shit and like with Little that's John when the hyphy stuff. Work. Yeah. And then the hyphy stuff came out. And then the Bay came out of nowhere and was like, we could do that too. Yeah. For like three months. The Bay, the Bay hyphy shit was like disco. Like it lasted so, not long at all. Yeah. It's just, and like, when it was gone, everybody was happy. Almost like novelty. Yeah. 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 And we're like, yeah, we're not going to go back to that. Like disco has not made a comeback for good reason. I guess was three six mafia big around that time. Uh, I mean three six was big earlier, mm-hmm. and then they kind of came back with their uh, what's that song they had? Was uh, it pop in my collar? Pop pop in my collar because they had slob on my knob that was like from the <laughs> stop on my knob. <laughs> five years on the cop. <laughs> yeah, 
Like ever since I can remember, I've been popping my collar, popping popping my collar. They're just they they're that one. the two thousands version of two live crew. Yeah, oh, yeah. not <laughs> as good. Very much yeah. so. And then I guess Tech Nine comes out of there, right? Oh, we don't. Yeah, Casey Mo. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I have no clue about his facts. Devin, uh, well, he started in '96, Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Um, I can see that. Real name's Clarence Clarence Tompkins. Uh, <laughs> You know, he really he started, he started a hard new style worker, music. Hard worker. Hard worker, yeah. Grew up on the farm. Grew up yeah, grew up working the farm, you know, and then it's like I gotta do something different. And then he put in some white contact lenses, spiked his hair. <laughs> was like, Yeah, I can rap like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me that at that time you look at the contrast and you have like the blueprint coming out. Like you have Jay Z's yeah. most prolific stuff probably coming out in the early two thousands. Yeah. <laughs> little Kanye is like I made a beat for that yeah. <laughs> yay yeah yeah most deaf's probably that's when he's on the rise is that the him and uh, Talib Kweli or is that just most deaf's like independent career or oh, I mean he's uh, independent but bold I, Black, I think that Black Star album came out in like 04 maybe 05 okay yeah, yeah but it wasn't popular no I love oh, it no. No, it's so good yeah it's great yeah. they only made one didn't they I think so. Talib Kweli, because Talib Kweli was, uh, he did, he was kind of popular in that like Eminem crowd, right? Most Def? No, no, no. Talib Kweli, Talib 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 Kweli was with Kanye West. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Common. Okay. So I'm thinking common. All all of them were a group. They would hang like their their homies. Chicago. Yeah. Chattown. So he had something behind him. Most Def was like a guy because Most Def's early shit is amazing yeah and then he was just a guy that had been around like from the tribe called quest era like he kind of ushered in the hip-hop after tribe was kind of done and then he was just a notable figure and i think he just started acting i guess and he didn't really have any hits on the radio no no yeah well he, but, i don't think he's made an album in like 15 years or something no yeah yeah but yeah, that Black Star thing wasn't popular at all. And like most Def had one album that was popular with, it was like not underground, but it was not mainstream. You know, it wasn't TRL popular like like DMX or R. Kelly. Yeah. Or any of the other garbage that was coming out 2001, 2004. <laughs> you know? And DMX, he, you know, laid the template for... I, I guess Tupac probably laid the, the first groundwork for this to be like, you're going to be a rapper, you're going to get some hits, and then you're going to be an actor. Yeah. Because DMX yeah. followed that same thing as Tupac did. He might have been the first one to really do it, which a lot of people who um, really uh, like Tupac, I'm always indifferent on him, but they said that he would have been a better actor Um down the road like he's a good actor but his acting might have rivaled his level of emceeing huh yeah interesting yeah which doesn't happen too often i mean ludicrous (laughs) yeah so just with these songs in general um you have dmx that has his attitude towards things i feel like dmx if he was in the era of tupac and biggie and he was from New York, so he would have been on Biggie's side. That would have made the made the rivalry that much worse. 
Oh, yeah. You would have had like two Tupacs fighting each other. <laughs> yeah. Biggie's just like, I'm going to take a nap and I'm going to fuck your bitch. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, DMX is like, nah, bite his fucking dick off, dog. Bite fucking, I'm going to go bite his fucking dick off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run over him with my quad. <laughs> and then you think Biggie would be like, all right, you can't do that. That's kind of messed up. Lawyers would get involved. He's like, nah, I already fucking bit it. You see the blood? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. all right. So, this episode dedicated to DMX called X is going to give it to you. X is going to give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Earl, good old Earl Simmons recently passed away. Also known as Dark Man X. I wish he just kept that sort of DMX. Yeah, I like yeah. that one. <laughs> Um, he began rapping in the early 1990s and released his debut album, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. That's weird. In 1998, right. both critical acclaim and commercial success, selling 251,000 copies within its first week of release. DMX released his best-selling album, and then there was X in 1999, which included the hit single, Party Up. Um, his 2003 singles, Where the Hood At and X is Gonna Give It To You, were also commercially successful. He was the first artist to debut at num- uh, debut an album at number one five times in a row on the Billboard 200 charts. Um, DMX was uh, featured in films such as Belly, Romeo Must Die, Exit Wounds, Cradle to the Grave, and Last Hour. Last Hour is the only one of those I have not seen. I've seen the rest of those. I've never even heard of Last How Hour. How was, uh, what is it, you said Exit Wounds? Yeah. How was that? It's the same. You've yeah, never so, seen it? They're all my, my stepdad had it. My mom knew it was rated R, so she hid the DVD oh, from me. Okay. Or the, the video. I don't remember. But she hid it from me, and I still to this day haven't found it. <laughs> You're all still right. searching for it? Still yeah. searching. <laughs> I think she took also my Space Jam soundtrack that I can't find. Yeah. But I mean, does it have the real Lola Bunny on it? With the big, <laughs> big old rabbit titties? <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, it's not as good. I mean, you have Steven Seagal instead of Jet Li between Romeo Must Die and Exit Wounds. So, I mean, Romeo Must Die is a lot better. Um, Because of Seagal? No, Exit Wounds has Seagal. Oh, I'm I'm for Exit Wounds. I never (laughs) There's a suite at the end of Romeo Must Die. He does like a kick, like a slow motion jump kick and hits a dude in the face and you see the like uh, x-ray of the guy's spine just start cracking it's pretty cool Ooh, mortal combat style yeah basically going into the body (laughs) um yeah in 2006 he starred in a reality television series dmx soul of a man which was primarily aired on bet uh in 2003 he published a book of his memoirs entitled earl the autobiography of dmx uh, DMX got his start in the music industry at 14 in 1984 when he beatboxed for Ready Ron. After serving time in prison for stealing a dog, he began writing his own lyrics and performing at the local rec center <laughs> for younger children. <laughs> Was that what, where my dog's at it's about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where my dog's at, I'm going to steal it. Go, go to fucking prison. I ain't gay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not gay. <laughs> I'll tell you many times I ain't gay. 
1988, while in prison for carjacking, he began dedicating almost all of his free time to writing lyrics and also meeting and rapping with Kay Solo. When he was released that summer, he began producing and selling his own mixtapes where he rapped over instrumentals from other songs and sell them on street corners. Uh, 1991, the Source magazine praised DMX in its unsigned hype column that highlighted unsigned hip-hop artists. In 1992, Columbia Records signed DMX to a subsidiary label, uh, which released his debut single, Born Loser. I had no idea that he was releasing stuff in the early 90s. No, no idea. I thought, I'd never well, heard his songs at the roller rink, so yeah. <laughs> they did not exist to me. Uh, he released his second single, Make a Move, in 1994. He made a guest appearance alongside Jay-Z, Ja Rule, and uh, Mike Geronimo on the classic underground track, Time to Build, on Mike Geronimo's debut album in 1995. Hmm. Uh, during the 1990s, DMX formed a close bond with fellow up-and-coming rapper Jay-Z and Ja Rule. The three collaborated many times and formed a group known as Murder, Inc. The group was short-lived due to internal issues between DMX and Jay-Z. After the breakup of Murder, Inc., DMX disbarged Ja Rule in interviews accusing him of being a copycat, drawing comparisons between himself and what he saw as Ja stealing his signature gruff style of delivery. I just like him accusing him of being a copycat. Like, yeah. And Ja Rule comes back. He's like, yeah, well, DMX is a poo-poo head. <laughs> no, not a poo-poo head. You're a poo-poo head. Uh, DMX released a diss track, They Want War, in 2002. Uh, ja Rule never directly responded. As time passed and the feud faded into obscurity, DMX said that he wanted to officially bring it to an end when he released when he was released from prison in 2005. Uh, Gotti came to me in jail and said, I want to make peace with you and him. I was like, all right, Gotti, let's do it. Despite this, DMX and Ja Rule did not officially end their feud until 2009. Hmm. Are you sad to hear this, RJ? I mean, not really. <laughs> Ja Rule, I, I jumped on the Ja Rule. You were all in. For a little bit, and then like the, the Ashanti song started coming out. and it was just, uh, Oh, that's where you draw the line? <laughs> oh. I went a little bit. His first two albums, he was kind of hard. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And then after that, he's like, I love you. I love my baby mama. <laughs> I love baby cat. And he's like, I love you, my number one. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny like, how yeah. you have these guys, and then you have, at the same time, Nelly and Cisco, like yeah. coming up. <laughs> Just yeah. like what seems like the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. But that's St. Louis. St. Louis. I feel like. Ecstasy was just really popular during this time, and this was just the songs they were playing in clubs. Yeah, and like these songs feel good. like Nelly's country grammar feels good <laughs> when I'm on ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, I think it's in the thong song. So Cisco has a line uh, where he says, "Live in the Vita Loca," right? And yeah. I'm pretty she sure dumps like a truck, truck, truck. <laughs> I was like, "What? What? What?" I'm pretty All sure they never got the okay to use that. And so when the song came out, Ricky Martin's the guy who wrote that song was like, "Hey, motherfuckers!" And so the record label, I, if I understand it correctly, Cisco made next to no money off of that song, 
because the people oh my god yeah because the the either the record company or the guy that wrote that song for ricky martin like came after them and he owns most of the royalties to the funk song that's big wow he has shitty lawyers yeah because i would have just been like ricky martin doesn't own fucking spanish so fuck (laughs) off go back to mexico ricky that's a lot if that's true yeah sucks yeah yeah i'm pretty sure they i wore thongs just because of it yeah that's all yeah sandals (laughs) thong sand that's what it's about right i love that old whale tail on my foot (laughs) walking around it's like (laughs) love me some thongs yeah i got swamp toe (laughs) got toes like what 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 (laughs) um all right so starting off track number one off this mix x is gonna give it to you uh we've got rough riders anthem off it's dark and hell is hot uh, track number two off the album coming in at three minutes and 34 seconds. Uh, Rough Riders Anthem produced by Young Swizz Beats was initially rejected by X who claimed the beat wasn't raw enough. I made the Rough Riders Anthem beat in Atlanta. It was me just bugging out having a New York influence and having my Atlanta influence. That track was the perfect blend, which was awkward and different at the time because nobody had ever heard anything like that. DMX didn't want to do it. He was like, man, that sounds like some rock and roll track. I need some hip-hop shit. I'm not doing that. It's not hood enough. <laughs> the background vocals and beat follow the rhythm of a military cadence. Uh, this coincides with the hook's theme of being cohesive, being a cohesive unit. Swizz recalls how the what ad-libs came about stating the what ad-lib and all that came about in the middle of us hyping him up. We left it in the track to add energy. Collectively, we came up with that vibe. So, obviously, we all know the song. Pretty popular song. Now, listening to DMX, I'm listening to DMX this past week with a critical eye or critical ear. Yeah, coming off, like, just all this new rap stuff. Yeah, I listen to to. a lot of (laughs) hip-hop. Yeah. And listening to DMX, it's interesting because I would say that the his songs are really long, really long, mm. unnecessarily yeah. long, one. Yeah. And then also they should have features. I don't know if oh, you guys cool. feel the same, but listening to the way that his cadences will come into verses, I'm like, this should be someone else. Like, why is it DMX yeah. hyping himself up and DMX talking to DMX in every mm. song? Because it's DMX. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm all I need. <laughs> yeah, he's talking to his different personalities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's interesting. I didn't think of that. I could see that working out a little bit better Uh, just because. Especially I mean, on a song where it's called Rough Riders, as if yeah. there is multiple writers. <laughs> there are rough. There are, and he didn't include them in this. Yeah. He's just like, this is the anthem I'm writing for you guys. Fucking listen to it. Ride your ATVs in the street. <laughs> like, yeah, this, fuck, this is it. And they're like, well, we don't get a say in it? He's like, no, this is yeah. your song. <laughs> what's what's your name, Rough Rider? Like, little, little JJ? He's like, nobody knows you. I'm fucking DMX. <laughs> this is the anthem. Listen I stole to the it. dog. Yeah, I stole fucking dog. <laughs> yeah. 
Which it's um, funny because if you look at this album, there's a shit ton of songs, and I think only three of them have other people on them. Hmm. And I'm just like, I don't. I've never thought about this before, but I don't know if DMX should like. I I think that if he would have came out ten to fifteen years later, he would have had features all over the place. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he's just an yeah. asshole, and so no, people didn't want to work with him. I don't know. Well. I, yeah, maybe there. I don't know. Maybe there weren't as many features back then. Um, no, because it I, would be nice to break it up because these first four four songs kind of st- like they could all be the same song for me. No, because the the album before this, so the flesh of my flesh with the f- famous album cover, that has mm-hmm. like Jadakiss on it, Mayor J Blige, uh, Jay Z has a Marilyn Manson song on it that I listened to called The Omen, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, people were working with them. But when it came into this album, there's like no one there, and then when you go into the next one, it's the same thing. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. maybe he just became intolerable to work with, and everybody's like, "Yeah, we're, like, even though we could record a verses separately, I just don't want to be a part of it." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. that even opportunity wasn't there. Maybe he's just like, "No, nah, I'm the best. I got to do it my way." Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. He's just like, "Oh, should we send it?" Nope. I got this. Yeah. I will write their verse <laughs> and say just my name on the, the credits. Because wasn't Lil' Kim part of the Rough Riders? No, yes. Lil' Kim was with uh, oh. uh, Biggie. Who Lil am Kim. I thinking of? Who was on the Rough Riders? Eve. Oh, that Eve. makes sense. If that's Eve. That's yeah, yeah, it is Eve. Yeah. So she could have been on one of these songs. At least the anthem. <laughs> the Rough Riders anthem. She was probably in the video. Probably. Yeah, probably. Probably right. Okay, okay. How about if nobody from the Rough Riders was on the video? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're gonna film we're gonna film the video here. It's like, who are you? I'm DMX. (laughs) Okay. These are my Rough Riders. There's just a pack of dogs. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that because all these like facts are coming out about DMX, and I heard that he actually just had like an obsession with dogs, also. So like the whole dog stuff that he was doing he was just like yeah fucking love dogs like and then him stealing a dog i did not know about that makes even more sense he's probably just like man i love this dog (laughs) (laughs) yeah i had no idea until listening to this stuff and i had no idea that rough riders had albums (laughs) yeah i never put any thought into it but I, (laughs) i might have assumed that they did yeah I didn't know what they were. It's just like like Murder Inc. I was like, cool, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. Job yeah. rule. Yeah, because I think there's like some Jay Z on them. I'm pretty sure Big Pun is on some Rough Rider stuff too. Um, so, hmm. yeah, features might have um, broken it up a little bit better with his with his cadence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but because I it, would, it gets stale. Yes. Like it gets boring. I would say the biggest thing that makes it boring is the beats sounding like Nokia ringtones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like all, it's all beeps and fucking horns. Like make something interesting. Like if like you're saying, if DMX came out 15 years later and was doing it with modern beats, he would be a much more interesting rapper. He would have yeah. that Denzel Curry energy because he has like a oh, he, he has, has an energy. So much energy. Yeah, he has energy. That just needs good beats behind it, and he was just given shit beats. Who's yeah, the Swiss you know? beats guy? 
Get rid of him. Yeah, I don't know, but he only had three instruments available on his fucking computer at the time, apparently. <laughs> Maybe he just used Nokia phones. Yeah. Like, he just put them up to the, the yeah. microphone, and it's like, beep, 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 yeah. beep. Dee, 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 All right, beep. call me. I'm going to push record. We'll edit this out later. Yeah. I want that trumpet sound. Which is funny because <laughs> the sound of this song defines the next five years. Like, yeah. it's, it's probably arguable until... Because what, RJ, College Dropout came out in 04? Yes. So it's probably argued that this sound was defined until Kanye really started popping. Because it's, yeah. it's insane to me that, like, it's only a couple years until okay. that I, I album. Think <laughs> you would say, yeah. does this one, I think this album came out in 99. Yeah. So you have this in the early 90s. So obviously you have, like, Eminem when he came out with this. You have uh, Dr. Dre in 2001. Um, so you have kind of that style, and then literally just the southern rap blows up out of nowhere that takes over all of that. Yeah. And then literally Kanye West comes out here with just, you know, through the wire, and then Gold Digger, and just everything, and they're like, oh, that's even more different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was never a, a G-Unit fan. No. No. I, I Okay. Okay. I, you, you can say I am an Eminem fan, and I was like Fifty Cent. I got so tired of him. Like this, like Tony Yayo. I got tired of him. Uh, Lloyd Banks. I hate his voice. <laughs> I never even got into it enough to get tired of them. I just heard <laughs> Candy Shop, and I was like, next. <laughs> no, thank you. Like not even in the club by Fifty Cent. <laughs> Let you lick my. Shut the fuck. Up. Get out of here. I don't need any of this. <laughs> That's uh, why Devin hates candy. <laughs> <laughs> hate lollipops, especially. <laughs> Ooh, I hate lollipops. Do you like dum dums? They're pointless. They're so no, stupid. I love them. Tootsie roll. I love them as a former smoker because it's really satiates that Do that you need. Also, it's like sucking cock. I mean, I haven't tried it, but <laughs> might take the place of a cigarette. You know? Wait, 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 wait. We're talking about DMX. He'd be pissed about this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's true. Unless no, it's I mean, dog's only, cock. I can't suck a dick while driving, though, and that's the best time to be having a lollipop or a cigarette. <laughs> I want to see you just driving down the road with a dildo in <laughs> <to> your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Smoking like a cigar and yeah. good fellas. All right. Before we move yeah. on to this next one, I don't want to throw anything out, but there is a slight homophobia from DMX, slight just in his in his lyrics, in no. his interviews. But I just analyzing a Wait, little. Two thousands rapper homophobia. No him, way. Him, it's different because he served time in prison. Yeah, true. So like, yeah. But, He's like, I'm fucking scared of that. Like, right. It happened to me, bro. Now so, I fucked dudes. Yeah, but I ain't gay. <laughs> yeah. But the Rough Riders anthem literally says, "How easily we blow you." Then another line is, "I'll bust you." <laughs> So those are just two of the... Okay, mm. This is just what I did. <laughs> I mean, he seems like a very conflicted man mm-hmm. with how much he loved God and has songs that are prayers. So maybe he's gay. Maybe? No. Yeah, who knows? Well, I mean, we'll bust you. <laughs> I don't think he would appreciate that kind of talk right now, though, <laughs> considering he just died. Oh, oh, blow X you? is going to give it to you. We're not even on there yet. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, all right, so party. Oh, wait, up. real quick, RJ, did the gunshots in the song scare you? <laughs> oh, they, I thought that too. I mean, it was me. rough. <laughs> that was very rough. That was a full on assault. I knew it was coming because I know the song. Okay. So I was like, oh, 
there they are again. You brace yourself for yeah. it. All right. I grip the seat like <laughs> a giant shit. Had flashbacks of that last song. <laughs> no! It's coming. The game. <laughs> <laughs> no, no game, no. Um, all right, so we got Party Up for track number two um, off of And Then There Was X. It's track number seven off that album. This song is four minutes and 28 seconds. Yeah, Hell yeah, 420. He gave it to you. <laughs> it's so fucking long in this song. <laughs> Uh, it's the uh, second single from his third album uh, that came out in 1999 and his most successful single in the U.S. There are three versions of the song, an explicit album version, a censored album version, and a radio, vid- radio mm. video edit version. That's what I was going to say with these long songs. Radio edits were popular back then where when you buy an album, it's not what you hear on the radio. And yeah. it, that's intentional because they make the radio edit more palatable so it's like they give you they give you the outtakes you know it's like getting the snyder cut and being (laughs) like yeah we're just gonna chop it up into something that everybody can watch yeah is it like that disturbed song where they take out the whole like the whole rape scene (laughs) (laughs) yeah a little different on that one you just play on the album and you're like this is a little different you might not understand this but it's really just not good to play rape scenes on the radio (laughs) so That's kind of why they took that part out. Yeah, so literally, I was like just vibing to the song. I'm like, yeah, disturbed yeah. best song. Then all of a sudden, no, no, and I'm like, no, daddy, no. Like, what am I listening to? This is not on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing that, and I was like shocked. I was like, what's happening? Is this a di- what? What's happening to David Draymond? I voted. Could have left it out. Could have left it out. I left it out. Really takes away from the flow of the song, you yeah. know. But it's n- it's disturbed. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this, is that, this is true. Uh, yeah, it would be more suitable if it was just 12 tracks of rape scenes, actually. Yeah. That would be more <laughs> disturbed than actual disturbed. Yeah. Um, That's what you get when you buy their album. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Devin, oh, I forgot to ask. Well, I guess it doesn't quite matter for this one. I forgot to do the which is your least favorite, which is your most favorite. It's, it's all DMX. It's yeah, all, yeah, yeah. 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 And I mean, our all of us are least favorite is the last song. Well, <laughs> is it? I mean, I would hope so. But I yeah. guess <laughs> no. So, I mean, my most most favorite might be this one because it's the most familiar for me. Um, I've been listening to podcasts the past week where they're talking about like DMX and people like some of them are like questioning like was DMX even that big and they're kind of going over his hits no it's fucking huge nobody oh, really brings was. up this song which was, was weird huge yeah he was it was i agree it's there's other hits that aren't on this mix yeah yeah so i forgot how many hits he had but nobody really mentions this song and for some reason this is the only one that i see as like a standout hit really yeah so this one kind of resonates with me i don't know if it's because i subconsciously like it or it's nostalgic or if it's just because it's the one that i'm familiar with the most but yeah this one's probably my favorite one on here yeah i mean track number four i think is his best written song yeah (laughs) yes (laughs) i mean yeah because it does kind of go away from the uh the the horns and the the beat boops yeah i like his cadence more on that song yeah yeah, well, you could see that he could be a genuine rapper. Yeah, in in some of I the mean, other songs, bro. 
RJ left off what these bitches want. What these bitches want. <laughs> you mean that's a banger too. You mean yeah. what what y'all really want? <laughs> that's the only version I know. Yeah. The radio edit. The radio yeah. edit. Yeah. <laughs> what y'all really want from this fella? <laughs> um Yeah. Uh Devin. Yeah. This song that we're talking about was nominated for a Grammy for best rap solo performance, but lost to who? R. Kelly. Nope. Uh, it would be R&B. Um, lost to Ludacris. Nope. Eminem. Fucking Eminem. <laughs> is it Eminem? Yeah. 1999. <laughs> yeah, it's Eminem. It would be My Name Is or... 1999, uh, Lost to the Matrix. Wait, hold on. I want to guess the song. Or is it a song or album? Uh, it's song. 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 It's either My Name Is because that's 1999 the is. first one or the second one that he came out with there. I still don't give a fuck. What's oh, wait, that pop it's rap right? performance. Best rap solo rap performance. It's the real Slim Shady. That's what it that would have been. Right. That would have been off his second album. That was that was two thousand. Hmm. They lie. Well, maybe they came out the single before the album. Oh yeah, most likely. Oh, and they probably performed it somewhere. Yeah. They're like, that was the best. Oh, you know, I think that's the one where he lived. He was followed in New York with like thirty thousand people that looked like him, all bleached hair, and they walked in through the back. And they all walked up to the front. Oh, it's a famous yeah. one. The Million Man March of yeah. white people. <laughs> yeah. All, all FUBU. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, again, right. this song, uh, Sw- Swizz Beats was like, hey, man, you should do this song. And he again was like, no, the song No, sucks. he denied this song. <laughs> and then he was convinced into it. <laughs> all right. So just, just from the last one, ready? You got your facts? Ready? Every time I come around, I just gotta get my dick sucked, mm-hmm. right? Not yeah. not specifying who. like a strip club. Yeah. And then hold on, mm-hmm. I slap you with my dick. Okay, it could go either way, right? What? No, you slap you slap women with your dick. It doesn't specify in the song. Yeah, is it gay? Okay, well, before the dick suck part, he's talking about being at a strip club. Yeah, I didn't put that in there. <laughs> well, that is context. very important context yeah i mean if you take anything out of context like oh okay, he's yeah. like every time i go to this or they could it's be like male strippers yeah see they could i mean anything's <laughs> possible here well i don't remember really? the exact lyric but it's like it's like every time i go to the strip club i gotta get my dick sucked. so he could yeah, go to the metaphor, grocery yeah. store and he'd be like oh this is like the strip club <laughs> Yeah, you can't you can't do that, DMX. <laughs> but I'm fucking DMX. <laughs> Every time I'm in the checkout line, it's like I gotta get my dick sucked. Yeah. Where my dogs are less. Where like, <laughs> my dogs are. My two balls are less, motherfucker. <laughs> I just remember a, a a friend of mine tried to rap this song once. <laughs> And the, my only was memory of this song, <laughs> uh, it was actually, um, you know, he used the N word, so he didn't want to say his name. No. But he used when to say the part- N word so much. I mean, who didn't, right? <laughs> so much fun. 2000s. Uh, but this part came, or he was like singing this part. And he's like, every time you come around, I just got to get my sick duck. And messed up the words. Sick and duck. every time I hear this, I think of. I associate that with DMX. Like, <laughs> I gotta get my sick done. <laughs> like, all of his songs are just about going to the veterinarian. Yeah. Where my dog's at? <laughs> Where my dog's at? You got my cat over there. 
<laughs> I got my rabies shot. Can you imagine shot. him going to like a dog pound? <laughs> just like, well, my dog's at where like DMX, you know where they are. Go to the back. You know you're going to yell at us until you go play with the puppies. What my canines want <laughs> is a treat. <laughs> okay, you've seen his music videos, right? He literally dances like that in the back with the dogs in the cages. Yeah. <laughs> my dog, well, my dog, well, my dog's it. And they're just barking like, who are you? X gonna give it to you is just about him giving treats to dogs. Yeah. <laughs> See, isn't Wait, the, sh- my, the treat is in the shape of an X. So yeah. they like it more. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder if he has... Or... Okay, I didn't look this up. Maybe Mike, you know. Does he have his own brand of dog treats? I wish he should have should have jumped on. Yeah, right now. he should have had would... like a chain. Yeah, like X is going to give places. it to you. Yeah, or canines are going to give it to you. That was like his pet yeah. smart. You know. Yeah, the, uh, so many names. Dog pound. <laughs> the, I mean, rough riders. R U F F. That's a dog pun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all he's dogs. all about dogs. <laughs> like, he loves dogs. That's probably how they convinced him into these songs. Like, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, no, it's ah. not hood enough. There's no dogs. <laughs> Didn't he turn into a dog in one of the videos? Yeah. Didn't I he think transform so. into a dog? That sounds familiar. Yeah. I think that was a Rough Riders anthem. That might have been. It's the only one I remember about them. Uh, they were just riding ATVs with fingerless gloves. That, that like was the Rough yeah. Riders. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Can you just imagine this? I think what he should have done with his like his business model was just like, "Hi, I'm DMX. Don't forget to spay or neuter your animals yeah. <laughs> and donate or uh, adopt from your local SBDA." <laughs> Dude, could you imagine instead of Sarah McLaughlin playing at this dog kennel? What you really want <laughs> nice some puppies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's just DMX songs. <laughs> After all that hood shit, have you rescued a puppy yeah. today? <laughs> Adopt these pets. <laughs> what you really want? A puppy. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, he missed out big time. Major yeah. branding here. Like, he fucked up. So just with, okay, from here on, I feel like, you know, this is the party song. Couple other songs later on, it's like the the aggressive DMX kind of coming out. I saw this. I don't know if anybody else saw this uh, video. It came out a couple of years ago, but it was just an interview about his hits, and it kind of went through like similar what you're telling us, Mike. For like, you know, Swiss Beats made this. How'd you get this song? And he's just like, this song sucked. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm gonna add this to it. And he's like, fine, I'll rap over it. So then, like, he was going through like all his songs, and he was just like. Everyone's always like, why do you rap that style? He's like, you know what? You can't always be happy. Sometimes <laughs> it's just good to be angry. <laughs> and I, right. He's like, who always wants to be happy? If you're always happy, you like, you fucked up. I talk about hood shit. I talk about real... And his chains are jingling like on the recording. He's like, <laughs> I talk about real shit. He came in, he's like, here's your song. And I was like, uh, yeah. Ten minutes later, the song was done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and literally, that goes into like you know what is it? What's my name? <laughs> I feel like, like I that's just wrote a, that. a direct shot at Nelly and Fifty Cent and Lil John. No, he literally ten minutes yeah. in, banger, done. You don't need to always make happy fucking songs like candy <laughs> shopping in the club. I mean, <laughs> I didn't mean to say that, but you know what I mean. Right about real shit, not about lollipops and bitches. 
<laughs> it does throw me off that he's a New York rapper. Yeah. yeah. It really does throw me through a loop because he doesn't sound like any East Coast rapper. Like, I would have, if someone asked me, where do you think DMX is from? I would have said the South. Or Maryland. <laughs> Baltimore, you know. Baltimore, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, where is, uh, if you know on top of your head, where's Swiss Beats from? Uh, I think he's from Atlanta. <laughs> okay, so you got the Atlanta style yeah. influence on there. I, I see that. I um, yeah, I don't. I I see the Atlanta <laughs> with the stupid fucking horns. Pizza town. <laughs> no, it's just like you bring in some other like I want DMX to be like, hey, this is like a New York style beat person. Use his a New York to rap style over. beat person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a New York style beat person. Hello, hello, operator. This is this is DMX. Otherwise known as Earl Simmons or Dark Man X, can you can you find me? You know one of the New York top beat makers. <laughs> yeah, <I'll> hold. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, get your life together. Uh, yeah. He hangs up and just cries. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to Dark Man. <laughs> Where my dogs at? Where my dogs at? <laughs> the operator was mean. Rough. Rough. <laughs> uh, I really hope that was like his answering machine or something yeah <laughs> just him whining <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so, <laughs> track number three off this album or off this mix is x gonna give it to you off of the cradle to the grave soundtrack uh it's track number one off the soundtrack coming at three minutes 39 seconds uh, it's a 2003 song by DMX released as the lead single from the soundtrack. The song also appeared as a hidden track on DMX's greatest hits album, The Definition X, The Pick of the Litter. <laughs> uh, it was written by DMX and produced in co-soundtrack organizer Shatek. To date, it is his most successful international single. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cradle to the Grave, fun movie. Is that Jet Li? Yes, I think he's in both of them. This might be the start of that, like the international fame for um, movies and music. Because, um, like, Fast and the Furious is huge internationally. Like, the US, I don't think the first one, or maybe it's the second one, I don't think it made enough to, like, clear its budget. Just in the U.S., but worldwide. Well, like you know fucking... about you know about Roland, right? R- Wait, Roland, like the song? Yeah. No. Oh, okay, we'll get there. Ooh. Okay. Because yeah. you're what you're theorizing plays into Roland. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> yeah. I know that happens with a lot of movies. Like, uh, what's it? I mean, basically anything Fast and Furious esque. Is... Yeah. Well, what they. With Romeo Must Die, because Romeo Must Die had Aaliyah and DMX in it. Mm. And so it was able to, like, capitalize off of both of them. Um, and then Cradles, I think Aaliyah has passed away by this time. Yeah. Um, 96? 97? No, it was later. Really? Yeah. Romeo Must Die came out in, what, 2000? I'm thinking Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac, Aaliyah, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Left Eye Lopez. <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would. I mean, this is probably his. I would say this is his most famous song. Huh. All right. And part of it has to do with it being huge because of Deadpool. Oh. Yeah. So it blew up more recently. Yeah. Like when Deadpool yeah. came out, this was featured in it, and suddenly a whole new generation either remembered DMX or was like, oh, yeah, who is this guy? Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine the new people are like, who is this guy with just energy? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. That's cool. that's cool to like see. You're like that's something new. Many royalties for DMX. <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> or for the record label, I guess. Probably not him. Yeah, I don't think no. he owned his masters. Oh no, he Probably didn't. Not. Because there was an interview that I saw where Prince, where he met Prince, and Prince was just like, "Bro, you got to own your masters." He's like, "Huh?" He's yeah. <laughs> like, "I'm my dog's master." <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, not many people own their masters. No. Michael Jackson. Nipsey Hussle talks about it in a lot of his songs. Really? Yeah. I yeah, and I think Taylor Swift was in a, a battle with it, and she just got hers recently. That's why she really mm. sent new shit. And she's yeah. going to do other albums, too. Her first two or three. But Justin Bieber's manager bought somebody's masters. Scooter Braun. I forgot yeah. who it was. Did you see that weird uh, Reddit rumor that was totally untrue about DMX's masters? No. There's a Reddit rumor that popped up that said that Jay-Z and Beyonce bought his masters for his kids because he has like 15 kids. And oh. it's totally untrue because it said that they bought it for $10 million. And it's like, hmm. excuse me? Yeah. You're talking about like some of the most famous hip-hop songs that yeah. defined a decade. You're not buying those for $10 million. No. <laughs> That's the weird thing about like this whole like talk about buying masters and recently the like NFTs have become popular. Yeah. It's similar because yeah. you're owning the rights to a certain piece of media. You know what's you fucking know? crazy is so Kevin Smith made this movie um uh, he made it with a, a a film school in like Florida a couple years ago and he hasn't released it, right? And it's like it was, Studio Q or something. Or like his production company? Uh, no. It's like crowdfunded. Well, this was a little bit different. Like he's okay. done the crowdfunding for his other films with Smodcast. Um, but with this, this was like a weird situation where he was like making it with students. Um, but it was his own thing. And it was supposed to come out last year. But then he just uh, announced like this last week that he was going to have it for an NFT purchase. And oh. so someone is going to be able to purchase the rights to his film and distribute it however they want. Great. And I'm like, this is bananas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Okay, that is a great example of what, I mean, I feel like it'll give that person, for one, perspective on what it takes to release a movie. Yeah, to make money off of a movie. Yeah. And to promote it, but I mean, this in itself is great promotion for it if it gets into the, the the mainstream, I guess. Yeah, but it's an interesting theory because these artists can just sell pieces of like royalties Not are real huge things. Thing. <laughs> yeah, but like you get the rights to like something. I mean, people are selling stupid shit like a GIF, you know? Yeah, like that's real pointless. stupid. People yeah, are selling like, oh, albums. That you can listen to on Spotify, but you own the original. Yeah, so you get money from that if the record label doesn't own it. Yeah. 
You know, if you give that to, like, if you publish it on Spotify and you own the rights to it, then you get money for every play that it gets. Yeah, if you a could very do small that. amount. If you could do it, that's the thing. <laughs> so it's weird that, like, I think Tim Dillon had an NFT up for like eight million dollars or something. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, did not but, go for it. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird concept. I'm yeah. curious how the Kevin Smith thing's going to go out. I don't know. Well, I don't imagine that there's a Kevin Smith fan out there that's willing to pay money for his film to then distribute it and try to make money off of it. Well, I mean, because no investor is going to be like Kevin Smith film. All right, <laughs> like yeah. he has a problem getting money for his movies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what if Harvey Weinstein buys it from jail? <laughs> Goes back to Miramax. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so, three. <laughs> uh, track number four, we've got What's My Name off of And Then There Was X. Track number 10 off of that album, three minutes and 52 seconds. What's My Name, uh, released as the first single from his third album, 1999. The single peaked at number 67. What's My Name was produced by Self and co-produced by Irv Gotti. Um, yeah, I What's My Name, I would considered that my favorite song off of this mix so okay the most popular one the hit uh i would say x gonna give it to you what's my name i think is the best written song on this mix literally thought those were the same song for a second nope (laughs) all right all right yeah um it's funny that this came out in 1999 what's my name and you've got hi, my name is mm. coming out the same. There was year. another one too about yeah. names. Hmm. I forgot what it is. I don't know. Yeah, good song though. Um, all right, so we're at the last song on this mix, RJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walk me through why. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I went on to DMX and I was like, I want a DMX mixtape just to honor him. He was a big artist. And I pushed play and I'm like, oh, I remember this song, Banger. The song, I'm like, all right, Where the Hood's At. Didn't listen to that much, but it's it's a hit song by him. So I was like, next one. So we're going through him and all of a sudden I'm like, say Limp Biscuit. <laughs> and I look at my phone, I'm like, oh, Yes. Method Man. Oh yes, yes. And Red Man. I was like, this needs to go in the end because this. Okay, so yes, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> there's so much joy. I needed this on there. It's so crazy to me that Fred Durst took himself seriously. <laughs> yeah, it was the like baseball he, cap too tight. He took himself seriously. Mm-hmm. Like he was doing this thing, and then somehow. They convince these other people <laughs> to work with them. Have you heard Faith? <laughs> you play that song for anybody well, and they'll join the band. Method Man did a couple songs with him prior to this too, like on a significant other. Yeah, because he saw money, he saw dollar signs. Yeah, and he's like, "You're blowing up. I'll rap with you." I know it's so crazy. I hope never again this happens. Rap rock. Just Limp Biscuit. Yeah. I don't think it can. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what is the next thing. I think maybe Old Town Road, the Lil Nas X song. Yeah. 
is the closest thing that we have nowadays to but it. But that's clever. Well, <laughs> maybe. All right, he, okay. He's interesting. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he's not doing the same thing twice, that's for sure. But <laughs> I don't know. He's way I, more interesting than Limp Bizkit. I remember when Limp Bizkit came out, they had their, um, what's that song? Nookie. He was literally just walking down the street in his little poofy jacket with a little red cap, and he was just like just rapping. And I was just like, "Hey, he's just rapping." (laughs) And I was like, "It's kind of edgier feel to it, you know, the rockier side." And they kind of threw it together. I was like, "This is something different. This is not rap. This is not rock. This is the best things of both worlds." Mm, Yeah, and it's gonna (laughs) piss off Mike. And they joined the real Hannah Montana music <laughs> styles, the best of both worlds. Yeah, so I was just like, I saw this, and I was like, this needs to go on there. Yeah, I would argue. How do you guys feel towards Cypress Hill? Um, because I would argue they were classic, doing something but, similar to this, before, way before. Yeah, but they're like Hispanic oriented, so they can get away with it. Like the the whiteness of these guys, the rap rockers, really just adds to the corniness what, in sound alone. Yeah. What is the you guitarist's know? name? West Borland. He had the 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 the, uh, the eye contacts that made yeah. his yeah. eyes all black. black. So they're like, that's weird. Tech Nine contacts. Yeah. Yeah. So literally, that <laughs> that was the weird thing because pe- Tech Nine was not in the. Mm, yeah. He wasn't popular. You don't know. So that. it's popular with me. <laughs> I mean, I know Devin. Much prefer Tech Nine <laughs> to Limp Biscuit. Just saying. But then West Borland, literally on MTV, on the in front of millions of people, they're just like, "That's the weird guy. This is the new thing that they're doing." So everyone jumped on it. Yeah, this was the era era of like shocking music. You know, he had Marilyn Manson being super popular too. <laughs> Limp Biscuit oh. was shocking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, like, the, the way I mean, they looked, you know, the way like West Borland's thing was shocking, you know. I mean, even like I, before this, you had corn yes. and you had the mm, that, that, mm, yeah, that was see, different. that's that one yeah, like, I would say shit. is shocking. I yeah, don't know I mean, who Limp Bizkit was shocking. Well, uh, people that like good music, <laughs> like, this is popular. I am shocked and appalled. Did All you I ever do it for that cookie? Those motherfuckers are from Florida. When I saw that, I was like, oh, Ooh. that makes all Limp the sense Biscuits in the world. Limp Biscuits from Florida? Yeah. yeah. They're really yeah. the first boy band, if you think about it. <laughs> Didn't he have a New York hat? Maybe Fred Durst is from New York, and then he's like moved to Florida, which makes even more sense. <laughs> I'm kind of hurt that he yeah. wasn't actually from New York. Maybe that was in the streets of Florida. Uh, <laughs> I think less of him, Burn though. a puffy jacket. No, I don't like he's the band from anymore. Florida. Oh, great. Oh, that's <laughs> hilarious. You know, uh, Wikipedia calls Limp Bizkit a new metal band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he screams sometimes. <laughs> it's new metal. It's like the old metal, but updated. Cool. New. Sleek. Yeah. Did you know that Limp Bizkit has a to-be-announced album? That hasn't oh. been released yet. Like it's been worked on for like 10 years? Since or... 2012. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> Hopefully. Did you know that they had an album that came out in 2011? Nope. <laughs> no, did, not. did not know that. It's called Gold Cobra. Cool. <laughs> that's that's great. Biscuit. That's, that's good for you guys. Yeah. That's good for you. Wait, okay, okay, hold on. 
So you have $3 bill, y'all. I yeah. listen to that. Significant other. I listen to that. What's their third one? Hot dog flavored water. I listen to Chocolate that. Chocolate starfish. What's the fourth one? Probably Cobra, King Cobra or whatever it was. <laughs> Gold Cobra. Gold, and then literally Golden Snake. No one's ever heard of them after that. Texas Rattlesnake, whatever yeah. it's called. No, that's yeah. Stone Cold. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, they, don't, they didn't... I don't know why people are fascinated with them. I listened to it, and I don't know why. Like, I'd never listened to Significant Other or $3 Bill. I bought the hot dog flavored water one, and I think it was just because I was like... 12 or 13 and i was like they say fuck it's like they say they say bad words and i want to listen to bad words you know i have it it was because for me it was because my older brother and it was because of tony hawk oh yeah i want to say persecutor 2 had faith well faith okay i to this day do not mind the song faith the cover (laughs) of it it was a great george michael i I listened to it more recently Yes, and I listened to their cover of it more recently, and I'm like, okay, I don't mind it. It theoretically, like I don't, I wouldn't play it on my radio for enjoyment, but the idea of covering Windows that song up. as a rap rock band, yes, Windows up for sure. But I mean, I'm in Orangevale. Fuck, I'll put the windows down. I don't care. Everybody else is playing it anyways. That's um, what I was like as I was listening to this mix. I'm like, who is the guy that you see windows down playing these songs currently? He's probably driving a Dodge Neon. <laughs> I'd have my, I would have my windows half cocked. Well, yeah, he's uh, he has odd. his windows half cocked too, but it's because the power windows broke in his Dodge Neon, and you know he's just enjoying life, just. Smoking cigs, taking Percocets, listening to Limp Biscuit still. Perk 2021. Just, just for near knowledge, I want to go through this. Fucking All right, mask so 97, $3 bill, y'all. Okay. 99, significant other. This is like my Eminem. 99 time, right? was, yeah, that was the Eminem. This is time. like my rap rock. This is, this is me. Mm-hmm. Chocolate Starfish, 2000. Results oh. may vary, 2003. Wait, results may vary? Yeah, that's. I don't, I, don't, I, don't I don't know what that is. Uh, Gold Cobra 2011. And then the to be announced one that I don't know if you touched on this, Mike. Stampede of the Disco Elephants is the title of what? this to be announced. Pretty cool. <laughs> that sounds like a cake album. <laughs> Stampede of the Disco Elephants. I don't get Why it. would you even call your album that? I, I don't know. Maybe at this point he knows that they're like a joke. Yeah. You know, like, I didn't know this about Sugar Ray. Do you know anything about that guy, Mark McGrath? Yeah, fly. So do you know their album, 1459? I actually don't know much about them, yeah. <laughs> but okay, I know so I know there's a halo hanging from the corner. <laughs> of my book. Book. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know it's not his, but you can see if you use it for the weekend, you know. Um, so the album, 1459 was called 1459 because of Andy Warhol's quote about everybody gets their 15 minutes of fame. And it was a reference to that being like, well, this is we're, we're having this shitty hit single. We know what we are. We're not making serious music. Like he was always self-aware of what they were doing. So he's never serious about the music the way Fred Durst was. thought that was interesting. But then it's like, if you're going to do that, Maybe make something good afterwards to show that, like, 
you're an actual musician or something. Yeah. You know? Like, it's an interesting concept. But at least he was self-aware and, like, uh, I don't know if uh, Limp Biscuit is actually <laughs> self-aware of what they are now. Fred Durst was born in Florida but moved to North Carolina shortly after. Oh, okay. That's so sick. close to New York. <laughs> yeah. You know what bothered me about Limp Biscuit this week? Mm-hmm. Was that I was just curious as to when the era of so what year do you think Bawa to Ba came out? Two thousand two. RJ Ni- ninety seven. Fuck, I don't know. No, it was it was the early nineties. Early nineties, mid nineties. Yeah, because my stepdad was still involved. Okay, because he had the Kid Rock, and I was like, "This is the coolest shit in the world." <laughs> <laughs> That seems, that seems right. And it, like he played in his, he played in his F one fifty, and it was just like cowboy, and I was just being, yeah. Ironically, Bawa Da and Cowboy, they're on the, off the same album. This album came out in nineteen ninety eight. Yep, and I was oh, like, right before, what the okay. fuck? Ironically, Bawa Da is the perfect song to fight your stepdad to. Hold on, nineteen ninety nine. Okay, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Is everyone listening? Yeah. 1999 is when the divorce happened with my mom and my stepdad. All right. That's when Eminem and New Metal came out with Limp Bizkit. I was angry teenager. Yeah. Limp Bizkit is perfect stepdad fighting music, too. I was an too. angry teenager. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to fight people. I mean, that's the perfect way to then get Then Ja Rule and DMX comes rock about. and New Metal. Then DMX yeah. and Ja Rule comes out. And oh, then I yeah. realized that, you know, I'm a better person. That, I need to listen to Ludacris. That's how you find your sensitive side. <laughs> <laughs> that's, rule. Yeah, then I, then I start <laughs> listening to Ludacris. Yeah. I understand me. Uh, RJ, were you... Did you <laughs> did go. you like It's Been a While? It's been a while. <laughs> things up. No, so I had this on a, a Family Values live version. And my mom would run into my room. She's like, did they just say the F word? And she'd like turn off my five disc changer. <laughs> She's like, you have a little brother and he's cursing. And I'm more Asian than that. But um, <laughs> yeah, don't do the accent. It's offensive. If you do it. <laughs> but literally, it's been a while. It came out in 2001. Yeah, but that that's the F word. And they dropped that and she was not happy. <laughs> I was more of a mud shovel fan if we're talking stained. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> It's been a while. Came out and I was like, "Fuck this pussy!" Like, I, what is he doing? Singing acoustic songs? <laughs> Just because Devin and I've known each other so long, he'd be like, "Mud shovel, fuck yeah!" Like, it's been a while. Throws it out, and I'm like, Ooh, "What Devin throw me?" And yeah. then I start listening <laughs> yeah. to that one. I'd be like, "Ooh, this is pretty yeah. cool." It, so, if you want to know anything about my dad's taste in music, Stained is a good example. But look up the soundtrack to the movie, which. I have never seen, and I don't think he had ever seen Dracula 2000. Oh, yeah. I've seen Dracula 2000. Okay. You never a Rob seen Zombie it. fan? Uh, anything off of that album, he, <laughs> he was, was a fan of. That was like his album. He's like, fuck yeah. Fuck. I think Monster Magnet was on there <laughs> and was, Power Man 5000. It was his wrestling, like, like onto the stage. Like, um, yeah. His theme song. <laughs> Every song was, it's like System of a Down Hell was yeah. on there. And he's like, yeah, all this shit. Fuck yeah! I don't know what this is. <laughs> this describes my life. He's a big, yeah. big Omar Epps fan. I, I don't think no. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get into it, but I don't think he would be a big Omar Epps. All right, so <laughs> yeah. we've got Power Man Five Thousand, Disturbed, Slayer, System yep. of a Down, yep. Monster yep. Magnet, Godhead, yep. Linkin Park, yep. Pantera, oh, Linkin yep. Park was on there, Static Pantera. X. 
Yep, static uh, X for sure. Head P. I don't know who that is. Oh, Tap I love head P. <laughs> you don't know that <laughs> yet. Head P. Oh, Tap I get so high. <laughs> you stay away from me. Don't play with me. Oh, fuck. Endo. Yeah. Fly, Endo. Flybanger. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're getting into the weird stuff now. But Half yeah. cocked. <laughs> yep. And yeah. saliva. Yes. yes. <laughs> click, boom. Before click, click, boom. Saliva was a good example of uh yeah this this cd was like his i maybe it was more like to like relate to the stuff that he thought that i would like but also <laughs> he, like this was always in his cd player yeah that soundtrack this is or led nightmare. zeppelin <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah it was like led zeppelin's box set or this or the doors <laughs> which is very stark contrast you know like there's nothing in between yeah that's no funny. rap rock though I mean, some of them, some of them could. No, be. that's all straight. <laughs> rock and roll, hard rock music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, uh, when was Uncle Cracker big? <laughs> no, no, don't even start. <laughs> when was he an Uncle this, Cracker big? <laughs> it was about three years after Kid Rock was big. No, this is like two thousand, early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> So whenever Baba Tawak came out, then three years after that, Uncle Cracker had one fucking song and then was done. Yeah. Yeah. According to this, he had five albums, so. Sure he did. Great. (laughs) Yeah. The game has a ringtone album. So I'm sure Uncle Cracker had at least five albums. Yeah. It's totally possible. (laughs) Uh, yeah, Roland. It's not my favorite song on here. It's my least favorite yep. song on here. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny that the... Did you catch the names for the remix version? Urban Assault Vehicle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think the original is like... Uh, what is it called? Um, it's called Roland. Air Raid Vehicle. Oh, oh that's know. right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. So was Roland on Significant Other? No. Rolling the original hot dog. It was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what I was going to say about Roland is uh, the remix. So this one uh, is also featured on the soundtrack of the 2001 film, The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah. so. Wait, this version? Yeah, this version. It, ha- it oh, has to yeah. be this version. Was yeah. this when they were driving the Hondas underneath the tractor trailers? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's fucking my stealing DVDs and DVD, selling. DVD players. Yeah. Fucking selling yeah. tuna fish sandwiches. Yeah. Fuck yeah. They're going to space now. Oh, yeah. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> On to Mars. I wonder if someone could make Limp Bizkit cool again. You know. If you, I mean, you could figure out their old stuff. To, something to do with that. All right. All right hold on. Hold on. Can, that's a total side note. You literally have Limp Bizkit for what they do. You've heard their hits. Mm-hmm. Do you think DMX knows of them because he listens to them and he's like, holy shit, they got energy like me. No, he was Roll, looking to make money off a remix. Yeah, He's like, know. oh, this is going to five minutes of my time? How much am I going to make? Yeah. No, no, I, came, I came into this world as a reject. Look into these eyes and then you see the size of the flames. No, yeah, that's pretty DMX, you know. DMX is only like, he calls Fred and he's like, how do you feel towards dogs? Yeah. <laughs> that's so how he I negotiates all of his contracts I'm rolling with my dogs Fred right. Burst literally picks up and he's just arr, arr, yeah. and hello <laughs> 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 Who? sex this is Fred yeah. <laughs> this is DMX. Yeah. Sex. 
Earl's at you. He's like, yeah, you per- you passed the first yeah. test. <laughs> what so, you really want, X? You passed test two. <laughs> got lots of hidden lyrics about like leashes and water bowls. You know, you're not gonna know it's about dogs, but it's really about dogs. You know what I'm saying? Oh, do you know about Puffy or Kimikoff? Yeah. <laughs> I got a skin condition because I'm sensitive <laughs> to food. <laughs> and that's how they became friends. What if he didn't die and he just got his like brain transplanted into a dog? Ooh, fuck yeah. Yeah. That would be sick. First could... brain transplant and it goes into an animal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could happen still. I'm okay with it. Yeah. He'd be, he's probably so happy then. Oh, yeah. He's running the fields. What do you think he liked about dogs so much? Like, it's not gay. Yeah, his tongue's out. And he's just humping every dog yeah. that he sees. I hump boy dogs. I don't give a fuck because dogs aren't gay. Ain't no such thing as gay in the dog world. Animal yeah. kingdom. Yeah. Uh, run free, DMX. Run free. All right, RJ, I'm giving you a 4.2 on this. 4.2? All right. Okay. And it's only because of Roland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Sick. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, is so, are you saying that it would be lower or higher <laughs> if Roland wasn't on there? What do you think? <laughs> oh, he, he just leaves it at that. He's got to leave it at that. Oh. So, uh, yeah, 4.0. Okay. Yeah. So I literally gave myself, because I was like, they're all DMX hits, they're all this, and then I threw Roland on the top. So I was like, ah, okay. So I, I, I gave myself a 3.6 because of Roland, I gave myself a 3.9. Okay. Because I bumped it up. What I really liked about it is <laughs> that you did just stick to the hits, mm-hmm. you know, as like as opposed to some of the other ones where it was like, a, uh, like it would be a mix I like, could have showed you songs you guys have never heard of, because yeah. I listened to three albums. Like the, like the Backstreet Boys... One, like the boy band one, it's like none of those were hits. So it was like confusing, whereas this one makes sense because it's a popular artist. And it's like play the popular hits or play like really good deep cuts by DMX. Like, I mean, this is great. Like every song that I listened to, I was just like feeling good. I was feeling fine. It was nostalgic. Yeah, I was Um, able to work out to it. So that's a plus for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Even rolling. Even rolling. Got me going. Like, it was nostalgic to listen to Limp Biscuit. No, no part of me was like, <laughs> like, oh, this is gross. I was like, I know it's gross. And I'm going to work out to it either way. <laughs> I'm going to um, jerk off. To I have a quote by Method Man. <laughs> this is one of my favorites for that, that song. Is Method Man says, what the fuck is a hootie in the blowfish? <laughs> Sick. I love that. <laughs> Hold my hand. <laughs> I wish he would have been like, what the fuck's a Dave Matthews fan? I wish he could see Darius Rucker now. Well, I guess he can. He's not dead. Yeah. He's still there. Yeah. Good old yeah. Darius. Yeah, that was fun. It was a fun little mix. It just kind of popped up, and I was like, I'm going to do one just for the... Because he was huge. I remember just growing yeah. up, and that was what was in my CD player. Yeah. And I I, I, I didn't go in much into it, but uh, what's my name? I remember that video. Anybody else remember the video? Nope. Mike, <laughs> yeah. So he's like in a like a weird like stadium or something with a whole bunch of lights, and he's on a stage, and he's just like, "What's my name?" And I was like, "This is so 
fucking intense. <laughs> what was that like? I'm like? I don't know. Little kid me was like, this is the best thing ever. I'm like, he's so angry and just wants to beat up his stepdad. And I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I get it. And I get stepdad it. Stepdad fight music. So I heard that, right? And I'm only used to MTV. And then literally I go out and my mom buys me the Slim Shady LP. And I'm like, you can say those things. You can curse. You can talk about killing people. You can talk about raving people. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, this is the thing. <laughs> That's and it where you blew, go. <laughs> it, blew, yeah. no, it blew my mind. Finally, we can talk about rape. <laughs> Finally, I've been waiting so many years since and I then, was born. And, I wanted to talk about rape. And then literally, I was just like, this changes my. This is different. I did not like before this. It was like Devin's like weird Al Yankovic. Hold my hand. Fuck's that hoodie hit a blowfish. Yeah. It's just so good. You know? So good. Side note, what year was like Eddie Vedder and the whole that 93? Yeah, what year is the 90s? What year? Wait, what year is what? What year is Letter Crack? Yeah, Um, 96. Did Eddie Vedder lead into that because it has the little oh, yeah, he defined that, that uh, the voice. Yes, as somebody at my work would always make fun of like that, that genre of like the. Like Eddie Vedder and just being like, and did the voice and I was just like we we made fun of that but now listening to this I was like that might have led into that or that Ooh, this is ninety four, Letter Cry is ninety four okay yeah so Still. Pearl Jam I think Pearl Jam was late eighties like eighty nine came out with their first album and then whichever one Jeremy was on was like ninety one or ninety three something like that what was the like the cool band that was before Pearl Jam what was that called Nirvana no. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> It's like the the proto band before these bands, uh, Mother Love Bone. That's what it's called. Never heard of that. Yeah, Mother Love Bone. They're like the the sounds hot. They're if Pearl Jam is the beginning, they're the beginning beginning. It's with like oh. the the cool grunge kids are like, yeah, have you heard Mother Love Bone? What? <laughs> yeah, I've I only know that, that from that Pearl Jam documentary. Do you know many hmm. grunge kids? I mean, they used to fucking Nirvana heads that I can't stand. Wow, fuck man. Yeah, I think uh, this is uh, that's the only thing that all three of us can agree on is we all do not like Nirvana. Yeah, I've heard a lot, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the only songs I like are the covers, like Lake of Fire. I like it's Meat Puppet song. And then uh, <laughs> the Sturgill, not the Sturgill cover. Good. Sturgill cover is fucking great. Yeah, yeah. And then I heard it, and I was like, ooh, and I played it for somebody that loved Nirvana, and they were like, almost moved to tears by it. I was like, see, you could. Be better than Nirvana. Like, this is better than Nirvana. Nirvana fucking sucks. Yeah. Overrated for sure. Seriously. Um, all right. So I'm excited about this week's mix, guys. 
This next one? Yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What's oh. my average? Sorry. What's your what? What did you give yourself? I gave myself a 3.8. Yeah. Oh. 3.84. So three, four. Well, you said 3.9. <laughs> 3.9. Okay, 3.9. We already went over this. You said 3.9 because of rolling. Yeah, 3.9. You, you gave lying? a 4. Are you lying about your scoring? I'm, I'm, I'm lying, lying, lying. <laughs> what? <laughs> I did it all for the scoring. So, so, so that's about a 4, right? <laughs> Right, average four? You can't just no, you because if you round up to a four, then you're gonna round up to a five. <laughs> That's what I was getting to, but you're jumping the gun. I did, it all, not, I did it all for the five. The five. Get out of here. So I get a high five. Yeah, you give yourself three point nine. Fuck off. So Mike, your turn. <laughs> we already did this. Oh, we did. Wait, what? I wanted an average score. Oh, an average score? Yeah, that's what I want. Oh, I think it's four uh, four point. Uh, oh five. Yeah, that makes sense. No, that's what I read. That's what, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, math. I, no, uh, four point one eight. Sorry, I just did the math in my head. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Mike, go ahead. Um. All right. So what do we what do we got this week? <laughs> I don't know what's happening to my taste with music. Oh, <laughs> I'm so curious if this is going to go off the past three weeks. <laughs> I just don't know what RJ has opened up for me. It's oh, like no. it's like if RJ brought me to like a BDSM club where I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I liked all this. Oh, you're just living your best life right now. You're letting your freak flag fly. Yeah. Let I would all hang out. <laughs> There's nerves are tingling. Mm, yeah. Um, I would argue that there are songs on here that I have even said on the podcast that I don't like these type of songs. <laughs> so I don't know what's happening with me. Did you make um, a reggae, reggae mix? <laughs> no. um, I hope I, not. I, I know that. that. Uh, so last week uh, when on Devin's mix, I had to be a little coy with some of my verbiage mm-hmm. and kind of uh gracefully did not talk about a couple of things you know i i sense that I sense you're holding back a little bit. yeah okay um yeah i mean i'm what's my fantasy yeah what is my fantasy so this week's mix is called Hot Lanta. All right. <laughs> so it's pretty much probably the same mix that I have. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you up front, I was on an airplane with Little Ricky. He was. He so was. I'm pretty much an expert in this style of music. In general, so uh, yeah, you know, run no, it past me. See what see what happens. My ludicrous knowledge, same. <laughs> now, obviously, I'm not going to make a ludicrous mix. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you no. should, you should. Um, but yeah, so we were talking about Atlanta, um, and I had been listening to some Atlanta artists, which I've already talked about on the podcast. I've already had songs from an Atlanta artist. Mm. And so that got mm. me diving in more. And so okay. I just sent it to you guys. Okay. Um, Devin, if you open it up, 
You might have to help me with what I like about one of them because I know one of them you like. I think you like. Okay, sure. so I haven't gotten it yet, but I'm curious if there's any Outcast Equemini on there or Killer Mike, Run the Jewels. You, you I like this one. Outcast Equemini, right on. Right okay. on, Devin. Okay. Right on. Okay. Because I've been listening to this album and I'm like, how the fuck did this album come out in 1998? Yes. It's insane to me. Yeah. And then I heard this song that I put on here, and I don't know if you're familiar with it. It's eight minutes long. I literally just listened Ooh. to this the other day. I haven't gotten it yet. And I'm oh, not even a CeeLo Green fan. And oh, I'm like, fuck. I love CeeLo Green. <laughs> you're, not, you're not a closet freak like me. <laughs> you and I fucked it to you. Oh. So okay. you had mentioned Spillage Village last time. Spillage and Village I, and Earth Gang. Yeah, and I just Urgh. I just glossed right over them because I was like, yep. I fucking love these guys, and yes. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> RJ, I don't okay. know how familiar you are with these guys, but right, they, like, Spillage Village is, like, the antithesis of what I don't, what I've said I don't like about hip-hop. But listening to them, I'm just like, how are yeah. they doing this? This is magical. I, Oh, I totally agree, and I did not know they were that area. Yeah, they're Atlanta. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah, because JID is how I got to Earth Gang and Spillage Village, and when I listened to Spillage Village, I was just like, holy fucking shit. This yeah. is insane to me. Okay. We, Wait, we got some dissecting to do. Their because... members are six lakhs. Or black. Yeah, yeah, he's got six lakhs <laughs> in there. RJ. No, I think he's a Florida guy, right? RJ, African-American. <laughs> Six lakhs. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. listening to Outcast, I'm just like, what the fuck? How is this an album that came? Because like, oh yeah, it's we'll great get album. into it. But like, Stankonia sounds like it came from the time that Stankonia came from. Mm-hmm. I had never listened to this album before, other than here in Rosa Parks. And listening to this album, I'm just blown away by it. I don't yep. know how familiar you guys are with the the third artist on here. Big fan. Third is. Never heard him. Big fan. Don't don't know who that is. He is fucking fantastic. This song sounds nothing like his current stuff because he's been working with the Alchemist. So, but this song is fucking great. Anyways, there's lots of there's. I'm excited one to to like understand all the different noises I hear in this mix. Yeah, because I had no idea that Atlanta is so prolific for their sound. Yeah, because when I think of Atlanta, I think of fucking Ti. Yeah, I don't think of these guys. I agree. Yeah, so I uh, these guys never crossed my mind at all. None of them. Like Outcast is barely even brought up in my mind when it comes to Atlanta rappers because I've heard I've heard uh, Aquemini and I'm like I don't count that in. Like it's almost a disrespect to say Atlanta rappers, you know? Yeah. Like because of all the stuff that's come out of there, but. It, Actually, thinking about this, I forgot about Run the Jewels and Killer Mike. Like, yeah. that is Atlanta also. Yeah. Killer Mike's so, on... Uh, he's on Stankonia. I don't know if he's on this album. Because he, he's yeah. he's featured on a couple different Outcast songs. He's been around for so long. There's yeah. one album that he had that I loved, and then I looked at it, and it was, like, from 97. I was yeah. like, what? Like, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited I'm to, for you guys to 
to dissect and try to figure out how many fucking sounds I hear. Because, like, I hear West Coast stuff. I hear East Coast stuff. I hear Caribbean stuff. And I'm just like, how is this all coming yep. from Atlanta? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking more Detroit Motown stuff, too. Yeah, that's in there as well. Like, yeah. it's insane to me. Because, I, again, I like I just don't think about Atlanta other than, like, ludicrous. I'm going to be looking for DMX, by the way. It's not going to be in this mix. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably the the mix that, or these songs, maybe take one of the songs out, um, but these songs are like kind of happy, which... GMX would not like this. Yeah, which I'm also surprised because I've said on the podcast, like I don't really like happy songs. And Mm -hmm. this, there's like at least two or three like kind of happy songs on here that i like that yeah. i'm confused about so <laughs> yeah <laughs> this has a lot of happy songs too yeah rj have you heard spillage village i i've heard the name if if you just play it i'll just be like ah, i probably heard if this, i don't i don't even know if you can play one song and you'd be like oh i know them yeah. because they sound i don't know it's so specific like yeah. uh, them and earth gang like earth gang you'll hear chance the rapper but it's so far from what chance the rapper is that you're like, uh, like I'm disoriented. Like you would remember it. Like Spillage Village, you would remember. Yeah, I don't know yeah. many of the people on here except JID. Yeah, and yeah. if you okay. do like this song, I would suggest listening to this whole album. I would suggest listening to it either way. If there's a <laughs> word for alternative hip hop, it might be this album for me. Ooh, because right. they again they have like weird indie songs on here. Well, I'm just like, uh, what is says, happening? What is it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Never mind, disregard. Yeah. Yeah. So next week, Atlanta. We're diving into Atlanta hip hop. From <laughs> keeps on popping up with the Fred Durst picture <laughs> every time I open my phone. <laughs> I'm over him. Sorry, Fred. Yeah. I heard I heard a young thug song that I like, and I think it was called Lil Baby. I mean, ooh, Young Thug, I don't know if you saw Slime Sessions two came out yesterday. Okay. He he just dropped a fucking giant album that is fantastic. Like there's like twenty something oh, slime songs. Language, slime language too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there's like twenty something songs on it. There's some fucking bangers that are on there that I really like. Oh, got Travis Scott. Yeah, got that Travis baby, that diamond song fart. is great. Yeah. Ooh, big Sean Skepta. Oh, I'm a big Skepta. That's the oh, that's the next place we gotta go. We gotta go to Grime Rap. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you been there yet? Yeah, I've been dabbling. I've been dabbling. dabbling. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah. if you if you've been liking Young Thug and if you like this song that Young Thug's on on this mix because he's on that Earth King mm. song, I would suggest listening to this album because this album is by far the best thing I've heard from him. It was Lil Baby. Mm. 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 I love Lil Baby. He's great. This No, this is Young Thug doing a song called Lil Baby. Yeah, they're friends. Which I was like, what the fuck? They're both Atlanta guys. Yeah, this came on just some random uh, station that I was, I was playing some other music. Not very similar, but kind of makes sense. And this came on, I was like, Damn, who is this song? And it popped up as Young Thug. I was like, what? All right. I'll go back and listen to him. I haven't yeah. done that yet. but I hope this song encourages you to. I, 
I'm 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 open to it now. I'm yeah? open to Good. it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to hear your guys' thoughts on this because I've been sitting on this mix for a couple weeks now, just being like, I don't know what's happening to me with music. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, again, RJ, if you like the Spillage Village song, listen to this album because it is all over the place. It is okay. so interesting. Anyhow. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I am intrigued. I listen to it while while boxing, and it feels good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, know. I do it while jerking off. It feels good. Okay, all right. You know, I think that might be more the jerking off than the music, but, you know. <laughs> Hence the spillage village. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm spilling my village all over the place. I bet you, you had so many loads listening to this demon. Get out of here, Rondo. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I love dogs. You can, you can stay. I changed my mind on dogs. <laughs> Calling Devin's dog, dude. Come here, buddy. Where my dog's at? <laughs> orf, orf. Buddy's just, just shaking fucking, in the corner. A collar and chain around his dick. <laughs> I'm gonna rough. <laughs> I'm gonna rough. <laughs> yeah, gross. Um, all right, so you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Five Song Mixtape. You can find the mixes themselves, Five Song Mixtape, all one word. That's how you search them. Um, yeah, I'm excited to get into Hotland. Sex, I'm going to give it to you. 